Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Thank you as always for clicking on this podcast and this episode. If you've checked out any of the previous episodes as well, thank you. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, last time round we spoke about Robert Pattinson's The Batman, or Matt Reeves' The Batman, uh, just how much I was like really looking forward to that film. Bit of a bonus episode just to go over all things Batman, really. Um, and yeah, as you can tell on the back of uh, the episode itself, I'm very much excited for it. But it feels like it's been forever since I've actually sat down to talk about a film. And um, Well, a film, you know... It, review if, if that makes sense because obviously there's a discussion about a trailer but yeah the last time round we, we spoke about anything was Venom Let There Be Carnage and uh, the film we're going to talk about today is a yeah, complete complete opposite to anything like that any Marvel DC or anything so again though thank you as always for, for clicking on um, in episode 31 though we're going to be talking about the brand new Wes Anderson's visually stunning uh, The French Dispatch I'm kind of looking forward to diving into this one because um well, it's just great to have a new Wes Anderson film, isn't it? Uh, very quickly, though, the podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts is also rss.com. So you can check it out there, and yeah, greatly appreciate anyone who listens. But yes, Wes Anderson is back with a brand new film, The French Dispatch, and went and checked it out at the weekend. It was a very busy weekend for films, obviously, because the, the brand new Dune film was released. Um, obviously, that seems to be everywhere at the moment. So the trailers and everything have been really, really hyping for that. And I am too very, very, very excited to go check it out, having not really seen or heard too much about the story of Dune, which may surprise a lot. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing that. But we, me and my fiancé, sorry, went to check out the brand new Anderson film. My fiancé is an avid, avid was Anderson fans. So this was like top of the priority list, um, which is to be expected because you know Wes Anderson is a fantastic director. If there's one thing that Wes Anderson has got, it's it's a stunning eye for film. You know, we, I was chatting to one of my friends at the weekend as well about you know directors and and, and artists that have have got their own voice. Uh, in particular, obviously, whatever that is, if that's in music or if that's in in the film industry as well. And Wes Anderson is certainly someone that has that, you know, that unique uh, and, yeah, unique style of creating films. He's got his classic ensemble, massive cast. Uh, and this is no different with The French Dispatch. Uh, the French Dispatch is a love letter to journalists set in an outpost of an American newspaper in a fictional 20th century French city that brings to life a collection of stories published in The French Dispatch magazine. That's pretty much the synopsis. I had to I had to double check actually afterwards because I don't know if anyone else is the same as me. But before I went to see this film, I didn't really know anything about it other than the fact that it was about a newspaper. I remember seeing the trailer a while ago, and obviously due to COVID, this was postponed and, and it premiered at you know one of the festivals. I think it was July summertime um, this year. So I'd seen a few reviews and a few tweets about you know this film and stuff, but I actually didn't really know too much other than. It was about a newspaper, obviously helmed, um, you know, by Bill Murray's character. Who again, it's always great seeing Bill Murray starring, uh, starring in in a Wes Anderson film. Um, so yeah, I, I literally just I was worried about what I couldn't couldn't say on this podcast because I you know I want to dive into a few things. Not 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 going over the entire plot of the film, obviously, but you know I had to double check and, and rewatch the trailer. Actually, I finished this and went straight back to watching the trailer just just, just to kind of. Yeah, see uh, what what kind of any 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 what what he's shown basically, so that I can kind of go over it. Um, but yeah, so the French Dispatch, the film itself, is essentially three stories um, which I, I, I presented to us uh, the viewers throughout this uh, throughout the course of the film as three three different sections, three different stories of of what would be in the French Dispatch and. For the most part, I thought it was a, it was a very good. It's very Wes Anderson. He says he's always got those classic shots of Wes Anderson, where you know, he might, you know, you might have one person right in the center of the frame, then someone to the right, someone to the left. You know, the way he structures the film and he, you know, puts it's very, you know, it's, it's classic Wes Anderson, and and that's something that I really, really enjoyed. In particular, as well, what I liked about this is that 
he kind of sums up everything that he's done as a filmmaker in a way. And I was saying that a few weeks ago when I did the Malignant review, how almost like a tick box when James Wan, obviously, you know, when the film came out for Malignant, it was like, all right, okay, so that's a nod to that, or at least that reminds me of this. And and the French Dispatch has got a ton of those, whether that's, you know, I could say those, those classic Wes Anderson sequences or shots, but also the use of animations as well. Um, there was some great stop, there was only brief, but there's some stop motion sequences in there, which um, again, reminded me of like the, you know, the likes of Isle of Dogs and, 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 um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, sorry, uh, which is my personal favourite Wes Anderson film is Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, so, like this, this is again one of those classic Wes Anderson films, which on a on a stylistic approach and and you know the, the way that the cinematography is, or just in general this story, it's very like immersive for me. Like I don't know about you, listeners, but when I see a Wes Anderson film in particular. I feel like I'm taken out of the real world and into his world, uh, or this film's world, sorry, for, for better phrase. Um, I mean, I go to the cinema a lot, and that is pretty much why, I, you know, it's escapism. You know, you leave everyday woes outside of the uh, outside of the cinema doors. For me, anyway, as I say, I, I go in and, and it takes my mind off everything. I enjoy, you know, visually what I'm seeing on screen. Um but Wes Anderson takes it to a whole new level, you know, in the lights of Grand Budapest Hotel or anything else, Moonrise Kingdom or whatever. Uh, the French Dispatch, I think, takes on another level of that. So, you know, there's there's escapism, you know, from the real world, but Wes Anderson will then take you from that escapism to another world almost. Like, it's everything about it, the aesthetics of everything that he does. It's just pure, like, wonderful craftsmanship, if I'm being honest, because... Yeah, like I, I did find myself completely entranced and almost like find myself, you know, in this world that's obviously a fictional place, like the French Dispatch is a newspaper in a fictional French city, but it's so believable and the way that he, you know, creates the worlds that he does, it's it's just it's just marvelous, really, and that's why, you know, he is undoubtedly one of the most appreciated and, and loved film directors because his, you know, his films are more than just stories. I say, I think that that he is very, very good at what he does, and which is why I was very open to seeing this film, albeit like I said, I didn't really know too much about it. I just knew, as, you, as usual, there was going to be the classic Wes Anderson shots. It was going to be Wes Anderson here. And there was going to be a huge ensemble you know, cast, which, again, doesn't fail to disappoint. It's just that some of these, some of the parts of this film is a bit slower than other parts of the film. Um, as I mentioned, and this is all in the trailer, it's split into three different stories, uh, three different stories from the newspaper. And it's essentially like Bill Murray's character, who obviously is the... Uh, the um, the editor of the newspaper, Arthur Howitzer Jr., um, you know, he's going through these stories and and speaking with the writers to see, you know, what can go in or what needs cutting, this, that, and the other. Obviously, there's a lot of laughs. There's that classic humour in there, especially with Bill Murray. There's some fantastic lines and, and deliveries in there. Um, you know, we got Owen Wilson as well and stuff. And, and like I say, I'll go, I'll try and go over as much of the cast as I possibly can do. But it's such a big ensemble that it, I might end up like not mentioning too much about some of the characters or actors, but taking nothing away from anyone who was involved in this film because as a creative piece, it is really good. It's just there's some elements of this that I was a bit like, or some story sides of it that I was like. I don't know, just just weren't brilliant. But it's split into three sides of the say three parts of the film. The first one is called the Concrete Masterpiece. The second is Revisions to a Manifesto, and the third is the Private Dining Room of the Police Commissioner. And my favourite was the Concrete Masterpiece, which is the first part of the film. Um, this stars uh, the fantastic uh, Benicio del Toro as Moses Rosenthaler. It also features Leia Sado as Simone, who was just on the back of fantastic performance in the brand new Bond film No Time to Die. So it's really great to see. 
something different, something, having something different. And I think she does an excellent job as the model or muse for Moses Rosenthaler's, um, you know, artwork. Benicio del Toro's play as a prisoner, which is a bit of a, yeah, a bit, bit mad, um, but a fantastic artist. And that story kind of goes on from there. But again, you know, there's some excellent, excellent moments in this. I've already mentioned briefly about how it kind of like nods to other Wes Anderson films and such, or at least in this film, it does that as a whole. But uh, Benicio del Toro does this fantastic growl, uh, very reminiscent of the fantastic Mr. Fox growl as well. So I was all for that. Like I say, I think that it was just another little dynamic to this very complex and, uh, yeah, scary character at times. Uh, also in this segment is Adrian Brody. Just what he does best, Adrian Brody. I, I love him. even seen him in Wes Anderson films, and there's some great, uh, a great uh, like relationship and dynamic between him and, and Benicio Del Toro's character. But the real heart of that is definitely Simone. Like, she is... You know, Leia Sado's character is like the central and, and integral part of that story. You know, she, yeah, the central piece in this big puzzle for uh, Moses Rosenthaler. And I don't know, I think it was just really a lovely story in a way, a bit bit mad, but there's a there's an excellent, obviously being a prisoner, obviously Benicio Del Toro's character, there's an excellent sequence again, which fantastic use of like framing as well, which I forgot to mention, sorry, actually, that the majority of this film, The French Dispatch, is shot uh, in a uh, one, one by three, seven aspect ratio, so essentially it's like a box, um, and I loved it. It also does very good work with the use of colour in the film as well. Um, again, a fantastic stylist approach is that it's not all in colour, quite a lot of it is in black and white, um, whether it's, I think it's either to represent like the actual story side of things it'd you know flipped to a black and white so the story's been told and back to color for the present and 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 for the person who's telling the story uh, or rather reading out reading the details of what's going to be in their column for the french dispatch um so i really like that there are these moments because the thing is it does go to widescreen as well but at times I forgot that it kept doing that and my my eyes got so used to the fact that we were in the box set that even when it was widescreen I didn't realise it was <laughs> it was widescreen until like the the scene had done and we'd gone back to the to the one by seven uh, one by three seven aspect ratio. So fair play again and, and a credit to Wes Anderson because like I say he's already just a just a visionary really let's be honest um yes so those three there's obviously tilda, i think tilda swinton as well it features in that side of it as well and it took me a while to realize that it was tilda swinton um but like i say the dynamic relationship between leia sado and benicio del toro really steal the show in that first part the second story the revisions to a manifesto I don't know, like this one is definitely my least favourite and it's a shame that it's the middle piece of the film. I guess it's, well I say it's a shame but it's also kind of a good thing and maybe that it is just the middle side of the film because, you know, you've got a fantastic actress in Frances McDormand, sorry, who again, like I say, is just brilliant. Like what a fine bit of casting as well and just, she is very, very good at what she does and, you know, you're putting her alongside Timothy Chalamet who uh, is everywhere at the moment. Obviously he's in Dune and he's going to be the new Wonka I don't know, maybe I was expecting more, but also stand out in that is uh, Lina Kudry. And again, I apologise if I'm pronouncing that incredibly wrong, uh, but she plays a character Juliet as well. And I'm suspecting we will again be seeing more of her in the future in other roles because a very, very uh, up and coming star, which has got a lot to show. And she's great in this film. Very, very, a very good Wes Anderson character. If you're a Wes Anderson fan, I'm sure that if you listen to this, you probably are. You'll know what I mean by that. As in when you see this film, you'll be like, yeah, like, there's something about it like she's definitely like almost like peak Wes Anderson character. I don't know. Maybe I'm just going off there. I don't know. But by the by, the the the, the second part of that film, I say the second story. I'm just I wasn't too fussed by it. But then we come to the private dining room of the police commissioner, which stars the fantastic. I've already sung his praises on my Batman podcast, but the fantastic Jeffrey Wright who plays Robot Wright, uh, retelling the story of essentially a kidnapping that involves uh, say um, Edward Norton. Sorry, great seeing Edward Norton again. 
I always love him. I love seeing Edward Norton in the service since I remember catching him in Fight Club many, many moons ago. I've been just hooked on his work since. Uh, and again, he, he, you know, there's some fantastic, uh, fantastic moments in this. In particular, um, the use of animation. Like I've already mentioned, the stop motion, all those classic Wes Anderson shots. There's some really good scenes, uh, like with a with a prison break. In the, well, not a prison break, but like almost like a riot. There's a fight sequence. And he does this a lot in the film where rather than show us the fight sequence, he gets everyone to like stand still. And there's a few of these moments as well, like even even not even the fight sequences, like just just when going back to the first story when we see his art, Benicio del Toro's art going over the world kind of thing, these like stop images where rather than have every rather than have a freeze frame image, he's just Wes Anderson's got the people just stood there, you know, in in a pose. But they're not frozen, like they're all wobbly on purpose. And I love that touch. Like I really love that touch. And it's those kind of things in this film that do make the French Dispatch. Um, it almost reminded me at times of like a theatre production, like a stage production. Um, you know, the way that the scenes were changed, the fluidity of, of the scene changes and, you know, the, the the structure of that. I felt like, yeah, I was watching a theatre piece. I think there's even a scene in the film when it's there, you know, there there is a a clip from a theatrical production of a story. Um, and it could have just, like I say, it fit the film perfectly because it, it was almost like nothing had changed, you know, like, or, or the, you know, we were just watching another scene in the film and yeah, like I, it was very, very theatrical and grand in, in that, in that, in that sense as well. And I, and I loved it. I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, and in this third part of the story, the private dining room of the police commissioner, there's a fantastic sequence of animation, which I loved so much that I was like, I want to see a full Wes Anderson film like that. I want to see the next thing or the thing after that or just some point in his in his film in his film career that we get a full animation style of what we got in this sequence because it was so good, so funny as well. Um and it's again just so Wes Anderson, but I would I would love that. And I think that it's definitely something he could really, really entertain us with because yeah, it was it was great. Like it was so much fun and just a real highlight of the film, in particular say the third the third story, because the third story is fine. It's a it's a great little tale. It's 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 Everything I would expect, you know, coming up to the finale of the film, but yeah, it just—I don't know. Like, it just the film itself—it's not disjointed. I think that it's—it's it's literally just a film about stories in the French Dispatch and how that, you know, the the, the you know the, the the French Dispatch became and where it's at now, and yeah, the, the stories and 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 such that these characters have have come across while writing for this, and you know, it's 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 fine. It's it's good. It's just. I've read reviews before saying, you know, although the the, the visual is visually pleasing, this this aesthetic is wonderful. Like I say, I have you know completely agree with everything. Like I say, it's it's such a, a fantastic escape film for me. Like I say, you, you do feel like you are within this world, which is like every single Wes Anderson film. But I just don't know. I just don't know if it's enough to you know for like for a second viewing or something. I, I probably you know would watch it again for you know trying to pick out things that I may have missed in the first time. Like I said, there's always something going off in Wes Anderson films, in particular in the background of things as well. Um, I just don't know. I think it's definitely one of my least favorite Wes Anderson films, and you know that that doesn't mean that other people won't enjoy this because that's the beauty of Wes Anderson films. One person might love one, and the other person might really not like it. Um, and that's how it is. I think that that, that this, the French Dispatch for me, on a personal level, it's definitely one of my least favourite films. I've not seen every single Wes Anderson film, but I've seen a good chunk of them, as I say, because my fiance is a big fan of his work. So um, I think she would agree as well that she, she we enjoyed elements of this film. It's just that it that it just didn't. I don't know. It just it didn't hit the mark fully for me in terms of escapism, though, and in terms of a cinematic experience. Very, very good. Very good indeed. And I would say to I'd recommend it watching on that level. It's just I don't know. Just not not. Not the best. Uh, so with that, I'm going to give this film a 6 out of 10. 
which may seem harsh. Um, I just I wasn't sure whether you know six or six and a half. I think seven would have been a bit too generous for generous for me, just on the basis that the only real story of the French Dispatch, you know, the column should we say that I enjoyed was the first one, uh, the Concrete Masterpiece, which again. Really great performances in there. The rest of the films is good. Said that it dips a little bit in the middle, um, but yeah, it's 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 Wes Anderson though. So I, I'm always going to watch it. I think I say it's, in terms of a filmmaker, he's he's up there, isn't he? Let's be honest. Um, but that's my thoughts on the French Dispatch. I'm probably going to go over. I'm going to finish this now and listen to it again. You know, before I upload it and be like, oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. But by the by, it's what I do best. Uh, so this has been episode 31 on the French Dispatch. I say Halloween is approaching, so I'm going to look at trying to do something for that, whether I watch a spooky film or several spooky films and then uh, go over them, something like I've got a few ideas anyways, but just keep your eyes and ears on the socials or even on the podcast itself. Hit the notification like as well on all, I say on Apple, Spotify. You'll be notified when new episodes go on. That'd be great as well. But thank you again, as always, for listening in. This is episode 31 on Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch. I'll see you next time.